Hey everybody, this is Brent Foster. Welcome to the Foster and Friends podcast. Let's get these disclosures out of the way. All opinions expressed by me, my co-hosts, or my guests are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Northbound Wealth Management or the Northbound Wealth podcast. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment, tax, or legal advice or as a solicitation to offer or buy any securities. Clients of Northbound Wealth Management LLC may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this Foster and Friends podcast show. Without further ado, let's get started. And now a word from our official sponsor. Have you ever wanted to launch your own podcast without the hassle of knowing everything you need to record, edit, produce, and distribute your own show to your audience? How about a convenient space for you and your friends to collaborate? The answer to these questions and more is Indie Pod Lab, I-N-D-Y Pod Lab. I chose Indie Pod Lab for my podcast. Call Indie Pod Lab today at area code 805-708-6855. Again, that's 805-708-6855. Or send an email to IndiePodLab at gmail.com. Again, that's IndiePodLab at gmail.com to book your initial session. Please let them know that Brent Foster at Foster and Friends sent you to receive a special offer. IndiePodLab is headquartered near a convenient intersection of 465 and Meridian in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hey everybody, I just want to give a shout out and thank my Uncle Jim Konopasik, aka Jim Kona, K-O-N-O, for allowing me to use his music on the Foster and Friends podcast. Jim Kono has newly released singles, an album, and is working on releasing another new album soon. You can check him out, download his music on iTunes and other platforms. His latest album cover is entitled Truth, Half-Truths, and Lies. Let them know that Brent Foster of Foster and Friends sent you. And again, thank you, Uncle Jim, for sponsoring and being a big part of the Foster and Friends podcast. Yeah, and I, I literally just broke stuff. No, I love what you wrote. Without man. like a, yeah. a formula or anything. So. Exactly. No, and that's what you're supposed to do. And I put literally that there to keep it from vibrating. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a mouse pad. Oh. <laughs> um. All right. So you, the way that you, the way that you wrote everything on here, um, was awesome. Man. Yeah. I tried to write it like I talk. So it would be kind of easier conversational. Yeah. yeah. And I can edit this out. I can, I can edit pretty much anything. So we're, Sweet. we're all set. Long pauses, <sighs> long pauses. <laughs> My ums. I do a lot of ums. Or oh yeah. That sounds like, yeah. like, like, hmm, like, 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 um, uh-huh. how many times do you uh-huh. say like, um, and pause? Yeah. So, um, so I, literally, um, cough off mic. i think we're good all right so um i I do want to ask you about um how's your bracket going 
I don't have one. You don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. There's no bracket. Well, mine got blown up last night in it just started. So uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was like Nora filled out her bracket. I was late to filling out mine. I was like filling out my March Madness bracket like four. See, there's those likes, but who cares? Four. <laughs> they don't matter. Those are just four, those are just yeah, edited. Edit, right. Edited four spots. four games in and and I'm like, well, babe, I'm not going to get points for those, but you know, I just need to write them in before all the other games are ongoing. There's like seven games at one oh, time, yeah. and so I was like, quickly going picking my teams, and and uh, and I'm already like, man, you know, I'm just kind of going with the rankings because yeah. I don't really know anymore. I'm like old man status. I'm not engaged in the basketball like I used to be, but um, but I love the sport, and then this is like the best time of year. Oh yeah, I mean, for I, awesome. they were talking about it at the the event I was at this morning mm-hmm. and it's like all these like basketball geeks are all getting together and I'm like I I have no idea what y'all are talking about I don't know who that player is right I haven't watched basketball in probably six years yeah well no I take that back because we we do it we had done a different event before that was yeah. all about March Madness we right called it March Mayhem March <laughs> So that we wouldn't get sued. Yeah. yeah. NCAA is kind exactly. of, uh, yeah. You can't use our name. Can't use the logo. You can't, can't do this. And uh March Mayhem. I love it. But it was it was fun. But I that was the first time I'd ever filled out a bracket was doing that. And right. I literally did it off of like team colors. <laughs> you know what? Like though? what color do I like the most out of the two that are playing? That's right. the one that 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 I'm gonna pick. And some people I mean, like they were like, that's actually not a bad thing because some some lady that was there she was like i actually did that once and i won like 500 dollars in a pool i was like oh yeah i mean that's it, pretty sweet it's feasible it's understandable it, it's like picking stocks a lot of times like <laughs> you just go go by color yeah stay let's see red uh get a chimpanzee to throw a dart at a dartboard with a bunch of stock names <laughs> on it and they do better than the professional money managers Man. so yeah it, you know but hey those Not money cons- managers, they went to college. You know what they did, and they're they've got degrees out the wazoo, and they make a lot of money. And don't disparage your own kind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I can, I can, because I'm in it. That's you know, bad. when you're in part of some group of people, you can kind of say some things that other people on the outside maybe can't. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like army guys can always make fun of marines, and right. marines can always make fun of army. Yeah, and but then, then when a civilian dude's making fun of, oh both, yeah, no, that yeah, no, that, that doesn't fly. That does not no, fly. No. no, you will. Uh, that's you will fight. Uh, I'm face get hammered <laughs> by both. Face the repercussions <laughs> on that one. Hey, you stay away from my marine. Right. <laughs> Only exactly. I can give him crayons. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's dive in. Uh, I think we've got the mics set. I think we're all good to go. But. Um, welcome to the Foster and Friends show. My name is Brent Foster, and I am here interviewing one of my very good friends, Tom Marquell. What's Thank up, you, dude? sir. Good to be yeah, here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, I've been on a bit of a sabbatical with Foster and Friends. Uh, there was some stuff happened uh, that happened in my family um, last year, so I kind of put it on pause, and now I'm kicking it off again with with you. So this will be a lot of fun. Man. I am I am honored. Yeah. My goodness sakes. For for being on the show, what I do is I always give a gift to whoever I'm interviewing because, you know, it's just a bribe. I mean get people to come on. You gotta have, you gotta have something. <laughs> yeah. Man. Come on. I mean, friends. I didn't drive all this way for nothing. <laughs> 
so these are, these are like the equivalent to Pro V1s, but Vice Golf. Actually, they're branded. I've got some branding on there. Northbound oh, Health, Northbound Wealth Management. So, yeah, you know, we had a golf outing and I thought, oh, we'll just give Heck you yeah. a whole, whole well, thing. Thank here, you. Yeah. My goodness. And I did not know this before I agreed to do that. So that's. Yeah. That's like a nice perk. Yes. It's like I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna lose all of these at some point this Ex summer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like in the first, it would be for me like the first eighteen. I would that that whole thing would be gone. So, enjoy uh, your 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 adventures on the course. I'll be happy to slice all of those into right. the wood line. It'll be great. Totally. And so uh, <laughs> something that also. Um, I normally will do is offer up bourbon, wine, or something like that of that nature. But because Tom and I are going to be going through Fight Club yep. starting tonight at eleven, yeah, to two in the morning, it's got to be a fun. It's got to be a fun-filled day. <laughs> it will, it will. And for those of you who don't know, I've interviewed uh, Bob Loy yep. and Matt Zappazotti, Fight Club guys, on the Foster and Friends show. So check out some of those previous episodes. You'll learn all about it. And if you're interested in Fight Club, you can go out to, I think it's www.fc414.club and check out the 10-week program uh, that uh, a bunch of guys uh, go through where you're not drinking and you're, yeah. you're, you're challenging yourself in many areas of your life. And it's a emotional, sp spiritual, relational, physical, and, uh, and mental. And mental which is all of it is mental. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. This is kind of like you, you find yourself in week three. You're like, this is when the mental challenge really starts kicking in. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and because I didn't want to be a stumbling block to my brother and give him a bottle of nice, like, you know, hotel tango oh, veterans on bourbon, yeah. that's what I was going to do. Yeah. But I refrained and I'll just deliver that at the end of the 10 weeks. If we graduate, which I'm prayerful oh, that we yeah. will. Yeah, yeah we'll, I think we will. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll yeah, like I think 60%, 70% of the guys graduate. So check it out if you don't know about it. I would love to see you there. Okay, so right. who is uh, Tom Marquell? Well, <laughs> besides my friend, that's, that's a loaded, and I love this guy a, a lot. Loaded question. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll just go over this. He's a husband, father of three, Christ follower, taxpayer, which I love, community contributor, army vet, Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2008 through 2009, higher education professional in central Indiana, business development professional, Chamber of Commerce Director of Operations in what city? Noblesville, Noblesville Indiana. Noblesville, Indiana. My man, just up the street, like and over from the where only, I'm at. The only place to be. Yeah, it is a beautiful place. And uh, I'm looking forward to becoming a chamber member here soon oh sweet so um i nice. decided i need to do got that some forms here that i'll need uh, you to fill out okay blood sample uh -huh. things really <laughs> what, <yeah. laughs> hopefully it's not no i'm just kidding that'll be a lot of fun i can't wait to uh network with some of the people and the businesses in that community and i'm really stoked about that so um well the first the first kind of thing i'll dive into is uh tom and i we met how did we meet? Go ahead. Well, Start. I remember uh, getting a text. I was at work. It was, uh, I believe, a Friday. Uh, yeah, it was Friday because it was the night of, of kickoff. Yes. And it was what, around four o'clock or so. Yes. And I'm driving somewhere from a meeting and all of a sudden my phone buzzes. I look down and it's an unknown number. And I, I'm like, all right, well, I'll get to that. So <laughs> I, I, I look at the text. I read it and I'm like, hey, I'm Brent. I'm, I'm, I, my, my daughter goes to school with your son. Yes. I'm Nora's husband. That's right. And Nora and your wife have been talking and 
you've got to be at this thing tonight. And I just wanted to invite you to it. You got to be there. It's going to be great. And I'm like, so I, I call my wife. I'm like, Hey, well, what do we got going on tonight? Uh, right. I'm been invited to go out with Brent. I don't know what's going on, but mm-hmm. could be a good time. Do, do I need to be home at a certain time? What, what, what are our plans? So I can see if I can even, you know, make this, make this happen. <laughs> and so she, she's like, well, we don't, we don't really have anything going on. So I was like, okay, cool. So I text mm-hmm. you back and I'm like, Hey, um, I don't have any plans tonight. What's the plan? Right. And then your response was like, well, we're going to be, uh, we'll meet up at 11. That's right. At the field house. Right. And I was like, 11 PM tonight. Yes. Cause I was like, wait, it's 4 PM now. <laughs> Is he getting his days mixed up and we're going to do something Saturday at 11 o'clock? Or is this like a brunch thing? We're going to go have lunch. I was like, I mean, I'm all in for that. Right. But then you're like, yeah, 11 p.m. It's going to be really awesome. Dude, you just have to check this out. You have yes. to be there. And then you mm-hmm. told me about Fight Club a mm-hmm. little bit, like barely. A, not even a teaser. No. Worth of Fight Other Club. than we don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wait, I was like, wait, am I going to be fighting somebody tonight? And Yes, I, I did fight someone. That you totally night. did. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it so was mostly did me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly I, in my head, like I totally. What am it. I doing? <laughs> the setup. For those of you who do know me, was, uh, that's tricked. what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was definitely tri- tricking uh, Tom into to going to Fight Club. So but in in the best of ways. No, totally. In the best of yeah, ways. yeah. I've I've asked um, over a hundred guys to go. I know. And yeah, yeah, and there's, there's been some that say yes and others that maybe it takes them a couple of years to do it, to, to actually do it and stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited uh, for this next round tonight. And I'm glad that that was like an icebreaker for us to meet because our wives had already met. And so it was really neat to kind of get our families together and then go through something together. And that's right up our alley when you're in the trenches or in the foxholes with, with other people um, and you're doing life together, it makes it just that much more valuable and meaningful to life. And it adds value to life. It's just so well, cool when man, you're, you know, yeah, well, like when you're facing any type of challenge, mm-hmm. you go it alone, you can only go so far, right? It's like when you're, when you're running for mm-hmm. distance, it's like, mm-hmm. if you're running solo, you can run the distance. You might not do it very well, though. Mm-hmm. you're going to be more prone to slow up more slack. You know, you might jog a little bit or start walking for a little while. Be like, ah, it's it's fine. But if you've got somebody with you mm-hmm. and you're running together, you mm. play off of each other, whether that's competition or whether that's just camaraderie right. of just being in the same pain and having the, the same goals <laughs> in mind. Like, oh, man, my knees are aching, but dang it, so are yours. And, and you're still running. So I'm going to keep running. That's right. So it, it just all comes together in this, you know, then you cross the finish line with more people. Right. That's so great. Yeah. I and I, I love it too. So that's how we met. So yeah, the next sight looks, unseen yeah. standing there in the field house <laughs> by myself, I showed up early. <laughs> so I was like, I've got nothing else going on. So I walk in and they're like, Oh, do you, do you need a leadership shirt? And I was like, I'm not leading anything. I was like, I'm, I'm here. This is my first time. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to walk in laps around this basketball court. And, uh, I hope that Brent knows what I look like because I sure as heck don't know what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> it was that much of a blind date, literally. Yeah, the rest is history. So yes. it was, it was awesome. So uh, we were so parlaying into more about you. So let's let's get into your story, and uh, you got a fascinating one, and, and I love it. And uh, so, how were you like? Where were you born and raised? So 
I was born in North Carolina. So North Carolina, North Carolina, <laughs> I'm a Southern belle. And <laughs> so, yeah, my parents were both Marines, so they were stationed in Camp Lejeune mm. at the time. Yeah. And so I was born there in Jacksonville mm -hmm. and at a Navy hospital. Mm -hmm. And then I think probably like nine months to a year after that, uh, both my parents were then got out of the military. My, right. my, my mother used, um, my birth to be like, all right, I'm done with this. And then my dad was like, okay, mm -hmm. she's done with it. I'm, I'm done with it too. So mm -hmm. they both got out and my dad and mom, they decided to move to Indiana. That's where my father was from. So mm -hmm. I grew up in uh, a little place called DeSoto, just north of uh, Muncie, Indiana. No kidding. Yeah. At least for a, a few years in Muncie, then we moved to a little town called Red Key, yeah. which is just as small as DeSoto. Gotcha. Barely a blimp on a map. Wow. So those of you who aren't from Indiana or the Midwest, um, that's central Indiana. Yeah. So yeah. just geographically, I say that just so the West Coasters out there know where that's at. Yep. Got it. East central Indiana. Yeah, it's not like Chicago or suburb or something. It's east central. No, it's it's rural. Rural. Yeah. yeah it's so yeah. rural. Yeah. Like maybe a town of 900 to 1200 people. Nice. Everybody knew everybody. Nice. I don't know. There's probably maybe 20 people there today. <laughs> so not a growing population? No, 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 not at all. It wasn't even growing when I was there. My goodness sakes. Steady decline. I think I went there uh, maybe seven or eight years ago. Nice. Uh, and it just looked like I walked into a post-apocalyptic um, little downtrodden hillbilly town. <laughs> It was so sad and depressing, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was like, man, I'm glad I live in Noblesville. <laughs> oh yeah. And Noblesville, it's beautiful oh. and awesome. So, um, where'd you go to high school? So I didn't go to a traditional high school. Okay. I was one of those weird homeschooled kids. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah, which is, which is surprising that I'm even able to carry on a conversation true especially with you know a, a very technologically advanced setup that we have here. that's right <laughs> it's like oh my god most homeschoolers should probably go into a shell and have a panic attack <laughs> in a corner um but not you my man not me. You're, you're no, no no you're, no no you're, you're bringing I, it i've it's come good. i've come full circle it's good um but no yeah because it was like post-columbine era you know high school yeah. lots of bomb threats at the high school where where i would have gone yes um and just my parents and the, like the whole religious reasons mm -hmm. and evolution and all the things being taught, they were just like, we just don't want our kids exposed to all of that. Yeah, totally. And yeah. so they were like, we're going to homeschool. Yeah. And it was, it was a fun experience. Yeah. I got to go to school in my PJs every day. I see it. That, that just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So you were basically doing COVID in high school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't leave my house for four, <laughs> four years. years. Four years. That was it. Your three squares. And my, my, and home was, my home economic class was going to a uh, grocery store <laughs> and developing a budget for my for my family meal for a week. <laughs> That's awesome. So what about after high school? Then where'd you go? So, yeah. Um, so I, I grew up, of course, you know, having two Marine parents, mm. you, you get exposed to, you know, some some military traditions. They always had their medals hanging on the wall. And it was always something that I was like really interested in. So mm -hmm. for me, I'd probably say like by the time I was like eight or nine years old, I was like, I want to be a soldier. Yeah. And it first started like, I want to be a Marine. Yeah. But then I started learning more about the Marine Corps yeah. and I was like, well, I kind of like my personality. Yeah. No offense, Marines. Yeah. Uh, you didn't want to be a bullet catcher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I well, don't, no offense, Marines. I didn't want to be, I didn't yeah. want to be in the Navy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got it. 
pause for applause and that was good. groans in the back of the right. room. Right. Oh, you can <laughs> connect the dots with that one. Yeah, but I always was fascinated with uh, like U.S. Army Special Forces and mm. some of the stories from like uh, the Vietnam War and mm. uh, kind of like the uh, the SOS in, in World War II and yep. all those like super secretive, high speed, really, really cool things. Yeah. So at 17, I had already I convinced my mom and my mom was actually more easily convinced than my father that I should go in the military. Really? Yeah. Which I was surprised. Cause I was like, she's going to have a lot of pushback on this. Mm -hmm. So I went to her when I was like, you know, 16, like laying the groundwork. Like, I really think I'm going to go in the military after high school. Mm -hmm. She's like, Oh, well that's, that's fine. That's, that's great. That's really worthy. That, mm -hmm. That's something really good for you. Yeah. And uh, my dad was like huge pushback. Cause by the time I was like getting ready to graduate high school, it was, right. you know, post nine 11. Yeah. And it was 2000, February 22nd, 2007 when i went in right uh, but my initial contract was for uh 18 x-ray which is for for those who aren't familiar yeah. with the military contract it was like the the pipeline that leads you straight to special forces selection okay so gotcha. it, you go to basic training you go to infantry school you yep. go to ranger uh school mm -hmm. hopefully if you make it through that then you get pushed on to the special forces selection process mm -hmm. and then if you make it through that you go through the q course which is like a two-year program with right. linguistic school and yep. all kinds of stuff yeah and then you go into you get your green beret after all that's over and then you're you know the best of the best right so that's what my original contract was for okay but then i was like well i'm 17 i'm gonna i'm gonna wait till i'm 18 mm -hmm. which totally just ticked off the recruiter because he worked really hard <laughs> to get me into that it wasn't like you know yeah. oh, i still feel bad about it but mm -hmm. anyway um <laughs> yeah so anyway i missed that boat mm -hmm. and i ended up going in as a uh, military policeman gotcha yeah. so mp yep okay good old good mp yeah and uh, that uh, yeah, took me from, there. well, at that point, we were living in Anderson, Indiana, because we started migrating towards the the central or parts where, where mm -hmm. people speaketh better. <laughs> and <laughs> they don't have so much southern I, twang. I, I, yeah, I saw how you just did that. Well, because yeah. <laughs> a, a Hoosier is, is just somebody who ran out of gas from Kentucky on the way to Michigan. Oh, that's see, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's an old, an I, old standard. I have no idea I, where I heard it, but that's that's, that's really something I say. Classic. Yeah, I mean, because you know, you get all types here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. So right. yeah, I, I'll have I, to use that one. Oh, hang permission, on to it. permission yeah. to use. I don't think it's trademark. You, no, I'll go for so it. So I don't owe you a royalty. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're from Oregon, so yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. It's not Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, or whatever people say. Oregon. I played the Oregon Trail yeah. a few days ago. Yeah. I was like sitting, like, I don't know, the kids had gone to bed mm -hmm. and I was just sitting on my computer doing some work and I was like, you know what? I'm going to play the Oregon Trail. And actually, the Oregon uh, tourism site, they have like the original, uh -huh. the original like Oregon the... Trail game. And I was yeah. like, oh, yes. So yeah. I put all the kids in there and Amanda broke her leg. And that's my wife, Amanda. And right. uh, man, it was just, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like just this horrendous you need thing. To her. We ran out <laughs> of food. <laughs> oh. no. I, I couldn't yeah. hunt because I couldn't remember what button to push. And right. It was crazy. Man, I remember the Oregon Trail on the those old Apple computers that were huge. And it was like the DOS system, but the screen the was like cool this. Apple computers yeah, the, with the colored backs. Well, I, I remember the films. Oh, uh, yeah, the films <laughs> at, at May Richardson Elementary in Central Point, Oregon. You know, 
back in the what what was it there yeah it was the early mm. 90s late 80s mm, the, the 1900s yeah the 1900s that's my, that's my son, would call son you were... my daughter we're the, we were born in the 1900s yeah. we tell our kids that we were born ages ago yes and that's why they antiquity. should listen to us because we've we've learned so much in our time on this earth that's right yeah we were born last century and they just go wow you're so old <laughs> sad but sad but true yeah so uh so we're talking about your military and decisions to go there yeah and you do and uh can you tell us kind of pick up where you left off there like going through oh, that yeah. process Bef through before the, the oregon trail yeah before okay, the oregon okay. trail and rabbit the rabbit trail yeah. that you know, well, it happens. You know, there right. are plenty of rabbits up in Muncie and Anderson and everything. That's true. And squirrels. It, yeah. We're black squirrels too. Really? Yeah. Never seen one of those. Oh, dude. Really? Go up, go up to Hartford city. Uh -huh. They're everywhere. Really? It's like, man, they'd make a good, it'd, it'd like, be fun. Yeah, just, <laughs> hi. I don't know why, why you look so different from everyone else, but <laughs> you're kind of cute. <laughs> Sorry. Those who love like Chippendale or uh, Alvin. Yeah, or exactly. No, no, no. Sorry. Not all squirrels look like them. Okay. Yeah, right. If only huh. things were as easy as the cartoon. Interesting, but yeah, I. Uh, so after after I graduated, I went back to the recruiter office. Mm -hmm. Luckily, that recruiter who had helped me before had moved on to bigger and better things in the big army, mm -hmm. and um, army. Yeah. yeah. So I enlisted, chose military police because, like, you know what, I, I want this to be my career. But mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out for any reason, at least I'll have something to fall back on right. in the civilian world and some transferable skills. Yes. So. I enlisted. I went to MEPS here in Indianapolis, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. took a bus to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Actually, okay. it wasn't even a bus. It was like one of those like Ram, like 1300 bands. Right. It was like, oh, it's miserable. <laughs> Just so terrible. We're not going to stop for five more miles. And, you know, it's been 30 miles on the road already. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I remember those vans. It was like 13 hour uh, van trip to Georgia to play baseball. Nice. In the back, in the, you know, eight passenger in, in, in the backseat of a Greyhound. Yeah. Bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. It is a good song. Okay. So you did that. Yep. So I went to basic, uh, actually they call it OSIT one station unit training mm -hmm. in, uh, Fort Leonard Wood. That's where they have military police school. Mm -hmm. So I went through basic training, uh, got there. And, uh, I think because of my, you know, just my love of like all things military growing up was that mm -hmm. I was pretty well prepared for it. Yeah. And in my dad trying to like talk me out of it, he would yeah. like maybe do like a bunch of push-ups and kind of like go drill sergeant on me, <laughs> yeah, uh, and just try to like make it Are like you sure I'm gonna, cut out for this I'm gonna song? make him miserable now, <laughs> like, so he changes his mind because I don't want my baby boy to go to war. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, yeah. God bless him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get, get it. it. I get it now that I have I have boys now, and I'm like, oh dang, if yeah. they come to me one day, how am I gonna handle that? Yeah, really. but yeah, that's a conversation for another time. But. So I, I got there, but I was I was physically fit. I could run all day long. It was really great. Yeah. And they had this. Uh, so at the time, Brigadier General Quantock, which is mm -hmm. now probably a two star, three star general now. Yeah. Um, they were doing like this ex experimental program because in the war in Iraq, they were all prepping for the surge. Okay. This was in 2007. So right. we were like, we're going to send as many people over there as possible. And it was in kind of the reconstruction phase, you know, try to, you know, get you know, Al Qaeda and all the, mm -hmm. the, the, the local terrorist cells and everything pushed out mm -hmm. of kind of the major cities. Right. And, uh, so they were trying to find a way to fast track, uh, training for mm -hmm. people who are kind of ready already to go. Right. So not that I was ready at all, but I got the basic <laughs> now, no, no, I mm, mm. had a lot of learning to do. Mm. Um, 
so I got there and I tested out for like graduation mm-hmm. on the uh, physical fitness test mm-hmm. and scored really well on a written exam and a few other things. And mm-hmm. they were like, we're going to put you in this um, fast track program. So instead of the 19 weeks right. of training, you're just going to do 15 weeks okay. and you're just going to bounce around from company to company to complete all of your training as quickly as possible. Gotcha. So I was taken out of my um, home company, Bravo mm-hmm. company, mm-hmm. 787. Mm-hmm. And put into this little squad of guys who were similar to me. So there was like six guys who got selected to go through this thing. And we had our own drill sergeants who were Mm -hmm. over us, plus our company drill sergeants. Mm -hmm. So not only would I be smoked or forced to do manual PT for people's (laughs) mistakes Uh uh, by my drill sergeants, but then I had my company drill sergeants. So when I would come back to my company at the end of the day, uh, I would see my platoon Uh like out in the smoke pit, which is not like smoking cigarettes, but like this big pit of just torn up tires that they use on playgrounds today. Yeah. Just like low crawling and going back and forth. And I was like, Oh crap. Now I have to join them. So oh my gosh. I got double PT'd. Nice. Which was fantastic at the time. Uh, but it does take its toll. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, you know, I, I went through graduation, went through MP school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got the mother of all assignments, which was, I was going to be stationed in Hawaii. <sighs> Devastating. I know. I was like, oh, dang it. You had to really pray a lot about that one, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know. This this is what I feared the most, that I would go and spend my first enlistment in in paradise. paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Going, oh. Yeah. Wow. So, so, And I found out because um, a lot of – so you find out like probably like two weeks before Mm -hmm. like graduation, like where you're going to go. And so my drill sergeant would not tell me. He was like, I'm not going to tell you where you're going. So I was like, ah, oh, crap. Well, I, I really want to know. You're telling right. everybody else, you know, yeah. hey, you're going to Fort Polk or you're going over here. You're going to Campbell. Yeah. Where am I going? He was like, don't worry about it. You're going to go to Iraq. I was like, oh, well, I, I kind of figured that at some point. Sure. But my unit, where will they actually be stationed? And they wouldn't like, tell you. No, they wouldn't yeah. tell me. So I went to dental one day because it was a well-known <laughs> secret that um, if you go to, to the dentist. Uh-huh. If you ask them nicely, they have your orders right? and where you were going to go yeah. be stationed, they might tell you. Right. So my dentist told me, he was uh-huh. like, oh, you're, you're assigned to Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. I was like, Hawaii? Hawaii. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so I went back and then uh, my drill sergeant, he, of course, he knew everything about my life at that point and right. where I had been that day, every uh, moment of the day. Uh-huh. And he was like, did you find out where you're going? Mm. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, you son of a. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's like, I really hate you. Yeah. I was like, I know yeah. Joe Sergeant. Thank you, Joe Sergeant. Yeah, thank you, thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm yes, just sir. gonna go to parade rest. <laughs> Please don't make me do push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> now you got a target on your back. This guy's going to Hawaii. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of the other guys that that was in that squad with me, they were all like National Guard or uh-huh. reservists, so they were just gonna go home. Sure. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> screw you guys. I'm I'm gonna go <laughs> hang out on the beach. But Tom's got to embrace the suck. Yes. And the suck was. Hawaii, of all things. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. for uh, at least a little bit of time. Hawaii. I'm sure. I'm sure that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of activity for you to do. Oh, it was, yeah. uh, it was endless. Endless. Well, and that's the thing that they didn't tell me about being a military police officer mm-hmm. is that, you know, yeah, our we were a combat MP, so our main okay. mission was kind of like it'd be kind of equivalent to like scout cavalry. Okay. When we were yeah. deployed, you know, yeah. we were training Iraqi police, mm-hmm. but we would also do some 
combat missions with them from time to time. So right. we would go out and, you know, do cordon off an area and then teach them, go through them through houses and things like that. Sure. And that didn't really happen very often, thank God. But yeah. um, when you're in the in garrison and at yeah. your base, right? Well, you're you're not sitting around just doing fun training. No, you're you're getting on a police uniform and mm -hmm. you're going to be retrained and then mm -hmm. you're going to be working first thirds and second mm -hmm. shifts for the time that you're at base. So right. have fun with that. Yeah, which being a, it's just not fun. No, it's like doesn't sound like no, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why am I gonna because. It's not like civilian law enforcement mm -hmm. where, you know, you write a ticket, there are consequences. Mm -hmm. You have to pay the fine. You have to do that in the military. Mm -hmm. No. When you write a ticket to somebody, that mm -hmm. goes to their unit commander and the commander is going to take that ticket, say, yeah. hey, dummy, yeah, don't speed on base, crinkle it up, throw it in the trash can, no big deal. Right. So I was like, so why am I doing, why am I writing these? Right. It's not making any difference. Sure. Yeah, I see. I'm just that. gonna, I'm just gonna not waste my time with a bunch of paperwork that then I have to do. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hold my hand out the window and just, say, <laughs> hey, slow down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flash my lights on, and I'm just gonna warn people. Like, hey, if I <laughs> right. see you speed on base again, I will write a ticket. Yeah. And I will write a report. And you're gonna waste 45 minutes of my life because right. these reports have to be perfect. And three it's strikes, and you're, yeah, then you're my yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three yeah. strikes, I'm gonna take you up the hill, and I'm just gonna kick you down it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to impound your car. <laughs> I'm going to make you do push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me a hundred now. Yeah. Please. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, um, can you talk about while your time in Hawaii in paradise, mm. just kidding. Um, cause I know the story goes on from there, but, um, just kind of take me from Hawaii to maybe a deployment and then oh, kind of yeah. that process. Yeah. And then maybe talk about, uh, some failures, some successes through that. Yeah. So, uh, when I first got to Hawaii, you know, I realized that there's a, there's a big difference between what I knew of the military and mm -hmm. then what military life was actually like. Mm -hmm. And you, you, so you're on this Island and then you're an Island on an Island. Cause you're the new guy. You're, oh. you're the, you're oh. the FNG as we like to call them. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> I have my barracks room. I don't have a car. That means you're the new guy. Just for those who yeah, don't know yeah, what that is, that just means you're, you're the the guy at the bottom of the ladder yes. or the totem pole, if you will. Well, the guy at the bottom of the totem pole is the most important because he's upholding everyone else. Oh, you yeah. got to have strong back and shoulders for that and legs. Yeah. And my back is not that yeah, strong. Right. Like that's something that I should have worked on a lot more uh -huh. instead of running so much. I should have done some core. Yeah, yeah, some core. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I'll get I'll get plenty yeah, of that tonight. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I think we're gonna get in shape over the next ten weeks. Yes, yeah. which I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to. But Me no, too. I so like I luckily when I got to my unit, like mm -hmm. there were some really good like guys who had been there for like a couple of years. You know, they'd been on the island, they'd been yeah. in the unit for a while, and yeah. uh, it was pretty easy to like find a group that I fit with. Mm -hmm. And uh, since I was kind of you know a, a decent soldier, um, it wasn't too hard of an acclimation period mm -hmm. and they were more apt to kind of take me under their wings and kind of show me the ropes. So eventually, you know, got rides around the Island, got to leave base every <laughs> once in a while. So I had to, I got a chance to live a little bit, uh, -huh. uh which was really great. Cause there's nothing yeah. like, cause in the military, you know, you, you have your like five day work week. Now right. you're, you're 24, seven, seven days a week, mm -hmm. but you know, you still get your weekends. So what do you do? Well, yeah, we're going to go down to the beach. Right. 
Makes sense. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> Every weekend. Seems like there is there is the North Shore of Oahu will never look the same. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you're on the North Shore and you find a pair of Ray Bans, those probably were mine. <laughs> There might be a, couple, a million of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good place to shop so, for new sunglasses. So there's uh, some some challenges with that. No, <laughs> we can we can go through some of the 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 failures and the successes of what you had to go through while you were in the military. Yeah, so I think like one of the biggest. I won't say it was a failure, but probably one of the biggest regrets that I have mm. is that I didn't take that initial contract. Yeah. And I say that with that an is, asterisk because yeah. as the I green look, beret one yeah. right out the gate. Yeah. If yeah. I, because I, 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 that's really what I wanted to do. Yeah. Cause my dad, he told me before so you, I shipped out, he was like, go be the man. Right. And, and that was really like, that's all. It was almost like a projected projection of his dreams when he was in the Marine Corps. Mm. Cause he always wanted to go, out for Marine Force recon, but he never mm -hmm. got that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it's something that he always kind of looked, I think, you know, probably still kind of looks back on. It's kind of like, ah, uh, if only some, you know, and that's life. Sometimes you you're going for something and it just gets away from you. Yeah. Or slips out of your grasp and there, you don't really understand why when it's happening. Yeah. Or even when you look back, sometimes you're like, man, I really wish that it would have been different, but do you? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, when you ask that question, it's like, do you really? Think about that. Like, what is, what maybe maybe what's happening now is what's supposed to happen, and that's what God's yeah. kind of ordaining in that process is like. Oh yeah. Okay, maybe I was protecting you from yourself or something that you didn't even know <laughs> could have happened. Oh which, yeah, he was he was yeah. totally protecting me from myself. I oh, couldn't imagine. Absolutely. I mean, even even as an MP, you know, you can still go through all of that. You can you can still opt in if you pass mm -hmm. the special forces assessment and selection. You can you can go, and after my deployment to Iraq, that was kind of the pathway I was setting up for myself because by then I kind of gained a recognition in, in our battalion as being a, a really solid uh, non-commissioned officer. And, and mm -hmm. I was a, you know, a corporal and a, and a sergeant and, and, you know, people, people, people knew that I was doing, a, doing the thing and doing yeah. it right and training, right. training good soldiers and my soldiers mm -hmm. were performing. Uh, the squad that I was in while we were deployed to Iraq was extraordinarily good. Like mm -hmm. we got to the point where, we knew exactly what we needed to do mm -hmm. and we knew that everyone else what they were going to do right in that squad Man, so we fun. operated a like a group. fine tuned machine it was mm -hmm. i would if i had to go back mm -hmm. i would i would go back with them mm -hmm. and that's the only way i would go that's awesome. If I could be surrounded with those dudes, even yeah. now as we're old and decrepit and, you know, <laughs> living life on caffeine and ibuprofen, right. you know, what? I, I'd still, you know, what? let's, let's gear up. Let's do it. Let's kid up. Let's yeah. go out and, 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 and uh -huh. do the thing. I know that you can still operate a peel and a Humvee just as good as anyone else. Let's oh, do heck it. yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like, uh, our it, tactics would be strategic in nature because of, <laughs> of our wisdom and our old age. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. We see the we see the battlefield a lot differently than w when you're coming into it at 18 or 19 years old, oh, right? Yeah. You know, you, you're just, you know, when you're sitting at, you know, late 30s or early 40s, it's a different, it's a different deal. The battlefield is different and you're aware of the consequences more and you can help be strategic in making decisions yeah. for, for people. And then you're actually more effective as a team. Oh, yeah. You know, so well, you, yeah. you get to that point, like, and it's, and it's 
like replicated in, in war movies and stuff oh, like that. Right, but yeah. it's only so much that can be understood about it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like when you're when you're over there mm-hmm. and you are just life just sucks and it is just <laughs> drained out of you. Yeah. Like I we I got to Kuwait I think two days before my nineteenth uh, birthday. Mm. So I celebrated my 19th birthday in Kuwait, mm. and then I celebrated my 20th birthday in Iraq, mm. in in Diyala. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was cool. But mm. there is like between like the squad and the group of people that surrounded me, mm-hmm. there was such a brotherhood that it's still there. Like I I still you know have the relationships with those guys today, mm-hmm. and they're just solid people. Yeah, and we know that if my buddy Carlos in Florida calls me at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and he needs something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to make, I'm going to move heaven and earth, earth to try to make his situation better for him because that's what we did then. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just continues. So, yeah. So you mentioned Carlos, you've got uh, Albert, Dave, oh, yeah. Mike, Pat, Carlos, Nolan, Kevin, Frank, and a few other guys that made it, made the difference. Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Frank, so when we first deployed, we had a really, um, hmm, pretentious commander. Yeah. Pretentious. That might be, That's a that great... might be a good word. Like okay. she was a West pointer. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Which nothing against West point. It's a great military institution, sure. but some people there, let it get to their heads. So it's a state. It so it's based on personality too. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody's. There are people that want to go to West Point that are humble and great, and there are others that can um, be kind of yeah. looking down their noses yeah. at you. And that's re- regardless <laughs> of institutions. Yes. No. Yeah. Or, that's or, or that's, post-secondary institutions, correct. or businesses, or high school, or, or whatever. Just general life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just general, general life. So uh, we deployed with her and. It was just it was just a miserable experience for like mm. the first like ten mm-hmm. months. Yeah, or no, because we were there for fifteen months. So yeah, about eight or eight months or so, mm. and then she had fulfilled her commander's time, so she was going to go move up and be a staff officer. Mm. So we got a new commander, and mm. Frank, Frank was freaking awesome. I um, just love that Frank. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so my grandpa's name was Frank, so Frankie. But yeah, yeah I love that. Frank's it's a, a good, good name. It's a good name. And he's a military he, man. He was such a solid dude. Yeah. Uh, and now he's uh he's actually on the I think a short list to be a colonel. Really? Colonel, colonel no. Frank Dennis now. No way. Full bird. Wow. Yeah. Dude. He's That's awesome. freaking rocking it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. he was he was freaking awesome, and just his his uh, approach to leadership mm-hmm. and the way that he would challenge us, but also mentor us at the same time. Mm. It was really good. And mm-hmm. so I had, and we were on, so my squad was in charge of kind of the commander safety. Mm-hmm. So whenever he wanted to go out and visit the platoons that were doing the training of the IPs, and they were out there doing IPP operations and, and, and going out and facilitating, you know, building up a police force that did not exist and does not it still exist to this day. Yeah. I'm sure. No, no yeah. offense, you yeah. know, Iraq, but <sighs> yeah. Yeah, man. If I could turn back time. Anywho, um, so we would take him out and we would mm-hmm. go out. I think we I did the math with Nolan, who was my team leader, mm-hmm. who is phenomenal. Just like a a, a his brain. I don't know mm-hmm. what was so awesome about it, mm-hmm. but he just like knew so much. He had so much wisdom mm-hmm. and he's he was kind, mm-hmm. 
but also yeah he could he could mess you up too yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he just had to give me a look every once in a while like mark well like, yeah. Uh, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah i know Don't sergeant push thank it. you push <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no it's just like all of my leadership from that point on was just phenomenal kidder was our squad leader uh -huh. and like we ran over 600 no not 600 364 missions yeah over the times that we were there wow. just like combat patrols yeah. or uh, cordoning and, mm. and um so you're, it's, so it's like you're mentioning the qualities of leadership in yeah. these guys and so you're you're starting to identify different qualities in each of these guys like frank and then nolan and, yeah. then, and you probably pulled from many of the other guys and that's that's and you have leadership qualities that you probably developed oh, yeah, and then had sure. already. Yeah. And so um, just the awareness to to see that, identify it and then apply it to your own life and how you can be a better leader is also really awesome. Oh, so yeah. Good job and that's that. well, that's one of the you know, the great things about the military is that 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 natural mm -hmm. leadership is just ingrained in you and you have so many great examples that can surround you throughout mm -hmm. your experience that you can't help but get some of that to rub off on you. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really kind of shaped the way that I approach, especially when I got out and went to college mm -hmm. and then ended up in post-secondary education. You know, how am I going to communicate with my students? How right. can I inspire within them a common goal that mm -hmm. we can tackle either as a class or as a you know student ambassador or, or any of the other programs that you know I launched and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and even to this day, you know, how do I communicate with people? Yeah. How do I how do I go about this conversation? Because yeah. I, I certainly cannot communicate that to them in the same way that I would have right. when I was in the military. <laughs> although many you times, would, you, many times I would like to. You wouldn't have a job. And yeah, you'd yeah. probably be in jail or litigated like crazy. Yeah, probably yeah, litigated. Yeah. I I find that like uh, that's common with co like coaches. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like you know, I uh, you know I loved all of my coaches in in baseball and in college and things like that. But man, football like football, basketball, baseball. If I if I ever said anything like that in a like a workforce environment, like workplace oh, no. environment no, right golly. now, there's no way I'd be employable. <laughs> I'd be litigated. It would not be good. Yeah. But so sports and military are unique in that. Yeah. But I was I've got a question for you, and that is. Uh, uh, with all the people that maybe you you look at uh, in, in through the military for leadership, do you see a common denominator being like this uh, servant type of leadership lead by example? Oh, 100%, 100%. Is that is that a common denominator? Yeah, yeah, uh, for for good leadership. Yeah, for good leadership. See, because there's and that was ahead. the issue. I, I'm about to say something that might no, offend no. Indiana folks, but oh, yeah, okay. no, go ahead. Okay, let me go first. Cause okay. You know, we don't want to get you yeah, canceled. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Not right out the gate. Nah, nah. No, but I do want to, I'll, I'll speak about this just as far as leadership is concerned. Yeah. Go so, ahead. yeah, like our initial leader, uh, our first commander, like she did not consider the soldier's well-being. It mm. was it was only the mission that mattered. Mm. Like there was, there was a time when, um, like it was my responsibility as a driver of mm. the Humvee, which that was my, you know, my role because the rank I had and all that. Right. Um, to make sure that my Humvee worked and was in perfect working order. Yeah. Well, sometimes machines break down. Right. And sometimes air conditioning does not work in the machine. <laughs> so <laughs> when I, so it could have been working I mean, fine the okay, day before. So I'm trying to figure out air conditioning is, is essential to yeah. the defense yeah. mechanism and offense mechanism of yes it, it, it is a hundred percent vital 
when the temperature in the <laughs> desert is 140 degrees. Yeah, for those that don't know, yes, air conditioning does matter. Yes, it does. And and if you're a commander <laughs> who forces their soldiers to forego taking it down to the motor pool and getting a quick fix taken care of, uh -huh. because it was working the day before, <laughs> um, you should probably just stop what you're doing yeah. and reevaluate your priorities. Correct. Because, she, well, we went out that day uh -huh. and she made made us go out without without the AC working in my vehicle. Yeah. It was 140 some odd degrees outside. Right. And when you yeah. add on to that, the 20 degree temperature difference from inside a baking vehicle. And a bunch of dudes that are just. And then. <laughs> all your. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. It, our company medic came over to us. Because he he would always go out on a mission with us because mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that well we, mm -hmm. we need to have the best medic with us because you know sure well <laughs> we're priority we've got the commander and we're going to be going and visiting the platoons anyway yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get the there. worst medic it'll be fine no not at all um, so we went out there he came over and we had been probably on mission probably eight hours at this point mm -hmm. and typically our missions lasted twelve to sixteen hours a day yeah depending sometimes more right and so we were out there and he. Brought his thermometer over. He set it in my vehicle. It was 170 degrees inside my 170. vehicle. 170. Mm -hmm. So we account that I'm wearing mm -hmm. probably close to 80 pounds of gear and a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Inside my vest, add another 20 degrees. That's just insane. That was my body man. temperature. There's, oh my gosh. So that's why I went over to my uh, commander's vehicle because they still had a AC. Right, AC. So we would rotate out. I'd yeah. go sit with them. Uh -huh. And I was just pounding water oh yeah because you're I mean, sweating it out as fast as you're well, drinking the, it, man. the bad thing about pounding a lot of water in a short period of time is that your body can only handle so much water that's then right. your electrolytes get off balance and right. you have hyponatremia and there you go yeah what every five minutes is what seven ounces or something like that something like that. that yeah our, i think our i think so. uh, i'm just pulling quart, that out a quart every two me. hours i think is what we yeah. tried to always have yeah and i went over to my commander's truck and i just i passed out so oh, yeah. I, I was like leaving to go back to my truck. I was not feeling well. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just falling down into the dirt. And the last thing I heard was uh, Mike Moore. Um, he was like yelling out on the radio, get mm -hmm. the medic, get the medic, mm -hmm. Mark Wells down. And so they came out, dragged me into the IP station, stripped mm -hmm. off all of my clothing. So I'm butt naked <laughs> in the middle of an Iraqi police station. Oh my gosh. Because they, cool they, you they down, think man. I have heat stroke. Well, yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, I probably do have heat stroke but then our medic was like how much how much water have you drank and i was like i, I don't know freaking eight ten bottles right quarts at that yeah. point oh he was like holy God. crap That's he was like so he's now trying to force feed me a salty so, you know, yeah. chili mac mre <laughs> which typically i'd be like heck yeah, yeah give me that chili mac that's the best thing in the box That's right. and so oh my gosh it was uh, horrible oh, but because he knew you needed you needed those electrolytes. Yeah. So, so they, yeah. they put me in the back rear seat. Uh, the medic took over for my driving responsibilities for the rest of the day. Uh -huh. And we exfilled back to base because yeah. they, they were almost ready to call a medevac. To yeah, take, to that's take scary me stuff, man. That's yeah. not that's not fun. Not cool no. at all. Yeah. 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 But, I had. Yeah. I had a similar situation. Not not in the military, but in baseball in Ar southern Arkansas down oh, yeah. by Louisiana. I I was, hot. Yeah. Northwestern kid out there. And it's you know, a hundred degrees and and it's super humid. You could, you, oh, as yeah. soon as you step outside, you're sweating the entire day. And every practice, I started having like hallucinations, getting really dizzy. Oh, oh yeah. That's when, you know, it's and, to go. and I it's went from bad. leading the rate, the running from poles and stuff to being the last guy. And they were, the coaches were just all over me about it. <clears throat> and, um, 
And I was like, I'm just not feeling good. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, and yeah, and I'm full, like pant, baseball pants, the whole get up. Oh, wow. And I'm just sweating the entire time because it's so hot and humid. And, and literally, uh, I would weigh myself before practice oh, and yeah. then weigh myself after practice. I was losing eight pounds of water, Dang. eight pounds of weight. And it was all like a gallon weighs eight pounds. Yeah. So I was losing a gallon during our, you know, three to five hour practices. So what you're telling me in order for me to cut weight right now to, yes. to look fit and and please to, please my wife and yes and make sure that you know uh -huh. I, look, I look good, good when I wear when right. I wear a suit and stuff. <laughs> I gotta I gotta go sit in a sauna for you, until yeah, I sweat out. That's eight one way to do it. Oh, Absolutely. Right. Um you could do that noted. by fasting as well. So noted. doing <laughs> noted. Not a yeah, long-term solution. But, but when yeah. your body is shutting down and you don't sleep any because you're yeah. it's waking you up to keep you alive. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was at that point and I literally had to take about a week to two weeks off from baseball right. because of that. I had to hydrate and I had to get you know potassium and then I had to get you know salt yep. pill the whole oh, thing yeah. because you know it's just it it sneaks up on you that heat stroke stuff. So yeah, um, I got twenty four hour quarters, so I wasn't allowed you? to leave my bed. Okay, and wow. yeah. then like we, we got back to refuel, and my commander came over to me, and she was like, "Marquel, what the bleep, bleep yeah. was that?" I was like. <laughs> And at that point, I'm like vomiting on the side of my truck. I'm like, ma'am, and I go to, a, you know, attention. I still try to do the military uh -huh. thing. And I'm right. like, ma'am, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But I guess I drank too much water. But it was really, really <laughs> hot. Quick. Yeah, you too quickly. Too quickly. Too quickly. Yeah, too quickly. But you know what? It's 170 degrees, lady. Come yeah, on. Yeah, right. But it, like the difference in leadership is that she led that way. Right. But as soon as she was gone, our entire unit dynamic changed right. for the better. <clears throat> and that's because Frank's style of leadership was that of servant leadership. It was, yeah. it, he was not afraid to get down there and dig in the ditch with us and, right. and do the hard thing with us. Right. And he would be the first one to do it. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, it seemed like every point of leadership that I had in the military kind of fit that model, which yeah. was rare to have that type of an experience because you know when you're dealing with you know type a personalities oh yeah it's, it's hard to find people who will humble themselves right enough and to put others before themselves. amen and have enough empathy to understand yeah. that and then an ability to communicate that yeah. and then not not swing over to being a doormat yeah you know and and stuff so what I was going to say earlier about servant leadership and just two different leadership styles is I think all I have to do is say this. So you've got Bobby Knight. Yeah. And then you got John Wooden. Throw chair. So Bobby Knight, John Wooden. Do I need to say anything else? Who's John Wooden? Who's, who's, John, who's, Wooden? who's John Wooden? <laughs> For those of us who uh, oh. are Hoosiers, but are not. You know. So he, he, he <laughs> happens to be one of the most, uh, winningest basketball coaches of all time. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. At UCLA. Sure. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Johnny Wooden. And he was from Indiana. Well, yeah. He's an Indiana guy. And so you've got, you know, Indy, IU, Bobby Knight throwing chairs, um, and a, a certain type of, of leadership style, which yeah. does work. Oh, it yeah. is successful. Oh, yeah. It does produce results. You can whip people up hills. You sure can. And there's there's I've, something I've to be said for times. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's something to be said for that because I had coaches the same way. And most actually the majority of my coaches were that way. And then there's other coaches that maybe employ a different type of tactic and communication that 
that it, it employs uh, more servant leadership and yeah. uh, presenting dif a different way of, mm -hmm. of presenting ideas for people to understand and conceptualize. And then they straight up will go through a brick wall for you without firing a bullet. Oh, yeah. If you will. Well, we always, you told, know what I'm saying? we always told Frank that we'd go to hell with a squirt gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sir, if you're leading us, uh -huh. we'll charge you the gates of hell with a that, squirt gun, dude. I love let's, that. Let's make yeah. it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. There's some empowerment with uh, the latter part of, of serving like a Johnny Wooden. There's empowerment to go out and, you know, um, you know, versus a dictator. Oh yeah. You know, well, and, and I, telling I think, you what to do all the time. Yeah. And when, when you, when you consider like like military style of leadership, you almost need to have a balance. You need oh, to be yeah. you, you, ideally and, it and would actually, be a balance. Actually, throughout many different types of leadership to to certain degrees on you know how tyrannical you can be, right? Is you have to be able to flip the switch. And that's something that I kind of learned how to do with my soldiers. It was mm -hmm. like, you know what? If you guys really mess up, mm -hmm. I'm going to really put you through it. Right. But you're not going to mess up that same way again. Right. Exactly. But if you're uh, doing a good job, you know right. what? Sham. Go sit, go sit on the smoke tree, take a break. Right. Do your thing. Don't worry about it. Uh -huh. I'm going to go talk to the platoon sergeant and see when the heck we can go home. Because <laughs> 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 I'm just as frustrated as you yeah. and we're all in this together. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. uh, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> All right. I love it. And we, we touched on that, some leadership stuff. Um, where did you meet your wife? Ooh, that's yeah. a, that's Tell a... me about your wife, kids, family stuff. Where did you meet your wife? So all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, we'll take a few minutes to do that. Are you ready for a Nicholas Sparks? Uh, no, tale? no, not right. at all. Not we, we, we can't go that quick. We got to go slower to that. Oh, okay. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, like, how, how much time we got? I can yeah, draw this out into a full length. Oh my gosh. Uh, Let's motion picture summarize okay summarize, summarize. so uh um, when i was in the army <laughs> yeah my wife my mm -hmm. now wife mm -hmm. she was at iu so gotcha. she would come home over the summer and she had this nice little part-time gig that she would work at the mm -hmm. local ymca cool right and on. my grandpa uh -huh. just happened to volunteer and work out at that ymca awesome so uh she became extraordinarily close with my grandpa and uh, my mm -hmm. grandma, she would go over to their house and study on their back porch and, mm -hmm. you know, drink iced tea and chat with my grandpa. And I, I don't, you know, it's just, you know, they had a beautiful relationship. Right. And um, one day, since I was named for my grandfather, right, she was trying to find him on Facebook. She was like, you know, Gramps, you, you seem like you, you're a cool dude. Yeah. You probably have Facebook. I'm going to send you a friend request. Right. And uh, he was like, well, I didn't. No, and uh, so so she ends up finding me, you instead. Yeah, huh? and so she wow. was like, "Grandpa, is this you when you were young?" And I was like, huh. uh, "He was like, no, that's my grandson." And she was like, "Should I send Bing. him a friend request?" Yeah, exactly. It's like best wingman <laughs> ever, Gramps. Gramps, Wait I, Gramps, I owe yeah. you everything. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, awesome. so yeah, she uh, sent me a friend request, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. on his behest, because I think he said something along the lines of, "I he's in the army, and I don't think he has many friends." which i was like ah oh, you didn't really Truth. i mean Truth, good wingman man, but you didn't necessarily set me up uh, like the best way but yeah, yeah it works um so <laughs> <Good> job <laughs> he, he he helped me play the sympathy card mm -hmm. i guess uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so she sent me a friend request and i was like at that point in the military you know i was focused on my career i was like mm -hmm. i've you know been around a while and you know did had, did my thing yeah and uh i was like i'm done like with that do. let's focus yeah. on it and let's, let's, let's do yeah. the thing and uh, so I was like, 
I responded to her with like, okay. Like she sent me like a nice long couple paragraphs of like, hey, this is me. This is how I know who you are. This is why I'm sending you a friend request. Um, you know, that's par for the course though. Like in man woman relationships it seems that it's always like when you're when you least expect it and you're not looking for it right that's when it that's happens. when it happens and then you've got you know double or triple the language and then the dude's like yeah okay okay yeah <laughs> okay yeah i'm totally checked out right yeah. now and i i don't know if you're you know like a 40 year old 40 year old uh nigerian who's cat trying fishing to who's trying something. to catfish me Jeez. and you know get 500 dollars from uh, me to like send to you so i can get an inheritance probably of crossed your or something. mind yeah right? i was like i was like well that's what happened because i was i remember so vividly i was sitting next to mike we were at our apartment mm. in um oh Waip waipahu and uh which is on oahu mm. and so i was sitting there and I'm, I'm on facebook so i'm reading this thing i'm like mike mm. check this out so he reads it and he's like Dude, that's some forty-year-old guy and it's friends with your grandpa <laughs> in a basement. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was like, I don't know, man, but I'm just gonna respond. Okay. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, play it safe. Like, so then, right. what happened? So yeah, at that point, it was like uh, I was I had just volunteered to go to Afghanistan. Mm. Uh, so I, I was gearing up with a new unit to go to, to our sister company, uh, the five five second MP company, mm. and I was gearing up and getting ready to go do that. So my I was trying to get my head in the game, and. She was like always in the background of my mind. Just like, well, I wonder yeah. if that is real. I don't even wonder. So I messaged her back and we ended up, you know, started chatting back and forth. Mm. I was praying deep in the back of my mind. Oh, mm. God, this better not be a catfish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you so, would never be able to live it down. No, no, yeah, no. And then blackmail after that. Yeah, right? exactly. And blackmail. Oh, great. I'm yeah. broke. Yeah. <laughs> and my heart's broken. Okay, yeah. And I'm going to cool. talk to all your military buddies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, or give me 500 bucks. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> here's my hundred dollars. Yeah. I guess I won't be eating, eating oh, this week, geez. but, um, but no. So, um, we started talking, started Skyping. So I mm. finally was able to verify this mm. is a real attractive, uh, mm -hmm. uh beautiful woman mm -hmm. and, um, all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, and we were just like friends, just like good friends. Like, right. I gave her advice and she listened and, and stuff. And, and mm -hmm. it was just really, it was just really a cool relationship. And, um, so, it blossomed into and, and, yeah then it just started to blossom and uh it was funny because she also said that the day that she messaged me that she told gramps that uh you know i'm just i might just have to marry this boy uh -huh. and, or something like that and uh little did she know that that's that's how it was gonna go yeah um, how, when did that happen so how quickly did it go i came home on block leave so that you get it like a month off before you deploy so yeah. they send you home get yeah. your affairs right yeah see your family yeah. or go to spain and hedonism and all that crap right yeah. <laughs> or whatever and uh, uh -huh. so i went home and uh she met all of my family before she met me mm -hmm. and she was still standing at the airport mm -hmm. so i got wow. off the plane i, I like i had luckily i had a layover in denver because uh -huh. i was like uh i need to go get some cologne because i don't want to be i, I don't, don't want to be airplane stank so i went to a little kiosk spent way too much money on uh, uh some uh, like a little vial of cologne uh, that i was like all right before i land i gotta make sure i go some brute yeah <laughs> i gotta go smoke I, Old spice. It, was. It, was it was something good. It was something good. Imperial, something anyway. Uh, so I went and did that. I was like, all right, I smell good. good. And uh, so she had met all of my crazy family before mm -hmm. she met me, mm -hmm. and she was still there. So I was mm -hmm. like, all right, she's she's a keeper. keeper. She's passing this test. Yeah. Yeah. So and she spent that whole month with me, and we were mm -hmm. just just hanging out. That's awesome. And man. we we went to Cubs games. We went to Chicago for like a long weekend, and we went to. Um, 
oh crap, we went down to uh, French Lick, mm-hmm. Indiana, and mm-hmm. stayed at the West Baden, and, mm-hmm. and just spent spent time together. And it was yeah. awesome. And yeah. uh, that's really when like the the love that we'd already felt for one another through our you know long distance you know conversations and mm-hmm. things. It just it was solidified at that point. Awesome. And so I went cool. back to Hawaii. Yeah. And I had been going through some some medical things too yeah. uh, on the sidelines because when you get ready to deploy, they do all the screening to make sure mm. you know are you physically fit? Do you have everything? You know, is your head right? Away? <laughs> yeah, is, is your head right? Is your body right? And my body just it wasn't, wasn't right, right anymore. Okay, gotcha. Um, so by that wear by that tear. point, yeah, yeah, yeah a lot tear. of wear and tear. Yeah. And uh, so I was kind of disappointed because I was then faced with the option of reclassing in the military mm. or taking a med board and mm. just getting out yeah um and i was like oh crap so and i just no. volunteered to go to afghanistan and right. my company i was training these soldiers so i ended up going going back with them and doing a two-month rotation at uh the national training center in fort Irwin, california which okay. is in death valley mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the stateside province of iraq so they make oh, it, it totally yeah. just totally i've heard they it. bring in locals from iraq they populate the cities that they have set up there we go through and we practice 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 mm-hmm. practice and uh, I barely made it through that. Like I was just so, yeah. I was in a, a ton of pain, and I still have pain every single day. Right. But it's, um, I was like, I, I got to the point where I realized, if I deploy, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to go up these mountains. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do these dismounted patrols because Iraq was easy, uh, as far in comparison to Afghanistan, because. You know, it's 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 a mountainous country, right? I was like, I'm not going to be able to to keep up yeah. if I got to carry all this gear and yeah. I got to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm going to end up getting somebody killed or getting myself killed. Yeah, you got to be healthy, like and, mountain goat man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was not mountain goat material, sadly. No. Like I was, it was to the point like where we would run up hills and mountains in Hawaii. Like I would start collapsing on my way back up. Oh, man. Like I just could yes. not do it. Yeah. I needed time to recover. Right. And I didn't have any of the time yeah. afforded to me. So sure. The docs came out. They're like, look, we're, we've done x-rays. We've done all this stuff. Yeah. You're either going to have to reclass into some type of a desk position mm-hmm. somewhere, which is fine. You sure. still be in the military, but you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to deploy again. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I can't go to war with my soldiers, then what's the point? Well, yeah. And you met this. Person. Yeah. And I've got this, I've got this great girl yeah. now. And I'm like, so I was like, well, maybe it's time for me to go. Right. So I opted in for the med board and they were like, all right, well, here's the processing. So I started going mm-hmm. through all that, which is a terrible, terrible headache. Mm-hmm. I do not recommend. Yeah. Um, stay healthy. Stay, uh, yeah. If you ever want to go, make sure you take care of your back uh-huh. um, and your knees and your feet. And your hips. So, and so basically, just don't get hurt. Yeah, just don't get messed up. Well, don't get messed me, up. Injured. Are you hurt or are you injured? I've been asked that many times yeah. playing sports. Like, I, are I, you I, hurt or are you injured? No, I like, am injured and it I'm, hurts. I, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just hurt, coach. I'm hurt, coach. Well, get up. Well, I can't. I, Why? Because my, I think I blew my knee out. Oh, well, that's, oh, an well, that's an injury. But like, I could still do it. You didn't you know, specify like, it. Yeah, that's how. Well, that's what I did for so long. Well, exactly, and that's what gets you really hurt. Yeah. Where so use your brain. Yeah, and that's something that I didn't have. Your, like, all I had was just. All I had was pride. Yeah. I did not have much brain, <laughs> and I'm, I still, you know, I'm. Working yeah, on we're, that. <laughs> that's a work in progress. <laughs> but that's what it was for me. Is uh-huh. like I would get hurt, but I wouldn't do anything about it. And basic mm-hmm. training. Yeah, we were doing combatives yeah. and this big, I don't know why they paired me up with like mm-hmm. the biggest dude, but he kicked the crap <laughs> out of me, broke my nose uh-huh. 
I didn't go to medical because then they were like, well, if you go to medical, you might lose some a day of training and then you're not going to be able to continue this program. So oh, I was like, geez. well, crap. We'll just so I went into the bathroom and I cracked it and put ice on it for the rest of the day. And that was it. Wow. And that's why my nose looks messed up. Yeah, right. I was going to say, why is it still crooked? <laughs> yeah, what the heck's wrong with your face, it. dude? It's like, oh, well, you know, this big boy kneed me in the face a long time ago. So when did you guys uh, get married? Yeah, so we got yeah. married. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So Married and kids. So yeah. she came out to Hawaii when I was on uh, – well, I didn't deploy, so I was still on the island. I was doing all my out-processing. She came out to Hawaii, yeah. and then that's when I popped the question. Gotcha. So I took her okay. up to Kaina Point. Uh -huh. which is translated as the leading place of souls. And I had this oh, whole like man. speech prepared, uh -huh. like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to really woo her mm -hmm. with the speech. She's not going to be able to say no. It's right. sunset. The sun yeah. crested perfectly on the horizon. When I yeah. popped the question, it was beautiful. And, um, so I say all these things and she's like, uh, what? She's just like she's zoned like, out, not paying attention. <laughs> Look so at I, this view. <laughs> I literally just, I took the, I took the ring out of my pocket. And I just opened up the box and I just sat there and, you and wait, I waited for her to notice. No way. Yeah. Did oh, she? yeah. oh yeah. She knows. She was like, <gasps> and, and then, then she freaked then out. Was and then, yeah. yeah was great. That's it was so perfect. cool. cool. And then, uh, so how long when you met to that point, that was quick. About six months. Yeah. Six months, yeah. guys. Six yeah. months. Yeah, All that's, right. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's military time yeah, right there. Right. <laughs> you meet the right one, you go for it. That's right. And then, and then how long after that was kids? So, and your oh firstborn. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have. So, we got married in 2011. Yeah. So, that was uh, two, so 2009. I proposed. Mm -hmm. 2011, we did the thing, mm -hmm. got married. Mm -hmm. And then 2016, we had Jacob. Yes. Yeah, my and oldest boy. And you got three of them, Jacob, Sam, and yeah. Eleanor. Yeah. God, those kids. Yeah. So, yeah. And Jacob yeah. and my daughter, Indy, go to school together. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the yeah, cutest freaking thing oh, in the world. Oh, it is amazing. I just love it. And you got, that, man? It, it, you know, you got Sammy and then my daughter, Addie. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. They're in the same yeah. class. And it's then, just, it just, it's worked out yeah. so And then crazy. Eleanor has just uh, got you wrapped around her finger. Oh, did, yeah. Who, not just wrap, but like zip tie, yeah, duct tape. No, yeah, and you, you're not getting. You're never gonna have. No, yeah, and, and you, I, you don't ever want to let it go. I'm yeah, perfectly comfortable there. Totally, yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm a girl dad, and I love it. It's, uh, it's softening my heart Dude, a lot. Isn't, and, it, isn't uh, it funny? Oh, like, it how? is. Because when I like yeah. had boys, I was like, yeah, I can. Oh, I got, I got, got my the, sons. I got this right. We're, we're gonna. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna turn them into little warriors. Right. And uh, I'm still trying. And they will. Yeah, they're gonna get there. They're kids. Kids, the kids. kids yeah and uh but man when ella was born mm -hmm. oh my goodness sakes it, yeah it, you're done yeah it, yeah and and the boys won't ever get it until later i I'm, my older brother me and then my younger sister and so we were that way and we you don't get it until yeah, yeah. until it happens you're until like happens. and even like exactly. as it's happening you're like well you know i could still you know, I'm still a tough guy you know it's right. gonna be fine but no no you're not anymore exactly you're a big puddle of love right cuddles <laughs> and that's all you ever want to do that's right that's so, right yeah. i i love it and uh it's just a it, you guys have a great family a great story oh, it's you. really cool and we've uh, nor and i've really enjoyed getting to know you and and the family over the last you know i don't know six eight months or whatever yeah it's been. i mean it's, it's, it's been quite, it hasn't been that long but no. it feels like we've like known like each other known each other yeah. forever exactly. which is awesome and those are the those are the kind of things where you look back on your life and you're wondering like you know, why didn't I do 18 x-ray? Why right. didn't I go special forces? Yeah. Because after Afghanistan, I made a deal with my battalion commander. Mm -hmm. He was like, if you're volunteering to go, you come back from Afghanistan, mm -hmm. I'll sign off. We'll put you through ranger school. Right. He's like, awesome. Yeah. I was like, after ranger school, he was like, come back. 
we'll put you in special forces selection mm -hmm. process. Right. And then you're, you're, you're going to be on that road. So I was still like career minded, even as I was like trying to, mm -hmm. you know, figure out what my next step was in the military, but you know, God intervened. It was just, you know, God used oh, my absolutely. grandpa and he brought me my bride and mm -hmm. he brought me home. Absolutely. Which is, which is crazy. Yeah, because his hand was there the entire time. Exactly. And I didn't know it then, but looking back now, it's like, man, it's it's insane. And even yeah. now with yeah. the kids in school, like how these relationships happen, how they start, exactly. How does this happen? It's yeah. all just coming together yeah. so beautifully. Just a plan, and he's got a plan and a purpose for your life, and, yeah. and my life, and brought our lives together. And I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to that yeah. and it's just like it's fun to watch it's just not karma nothing no, just no. happens just because you know no of you know some sort of chemicals coming together and it all just kind of happens you know uh it's way There's more a spiritual lot than more that. to it than yeah that, for yeah. sure so um i'll i'll kind of transition um why do you do what you do now so you you get married you have kids yeah and um you're here in central indiana still oh, yeah. and can you kind of go from what happened from the military yeah. to then your professional life now kind of maybe take a few minutes and talk about that yeah so you know after military you know you you have your gi bill so you're like yeah education earned it i'm gonna go do it so yeah. i uh being homeschooled i was like i wasn't able to go directly into a four-year college so i started at ivy tech okay um got my essentially my associate's degree, all my transfer credits done. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save the government some money. There you go. Right. And then I transferred to, <laughs> I transferred to, uh, to ball state. Cause, uh -huh. cause at Ivy tech, I was like, I started as a criminal justice major. I yeah. was just going to do criminal justice mm -hmm. degree, stay in law enforcement. But then I had this really cool, uh, art history teacher mm -hmm. and I love, I've always loved history. Mm -hmm. And this guy was just so great in the classroom and he really was able to like take, cause it's art history. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, yeah. You know, that's a, it's a cool class. I mean, mm -hmm. some cool art and stuff you get to look at, but other than that, it's like, eh. <laughs> so, but he was just a really good teacher. So I was like, I want to do what he does. Mm -hmm. I would, I, I, I could see myself doing that. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to go be a high school history teacher. Okay. So uh, who's got the best education uh, program in the state? Yeah. Ball state. Ball state. Does. So yeah. I transferred to ball state, For sure. uh, got into the teacher's college. And then I was a double major doing history and education, mm -hmm. setting myself up well. <laughs> But then I started getting like the, the, the teaching curriculum. Yeah. And it was just like I had to take the same class over and over and over. And there's all these cultural awarenesses and, and all these different classes. I was yeah. like, okay, I took this last semester. This just has different numbers next to it. Right. It was the same material. You know? And I'm I'm actually I'm arguing with my professors and not just in those classes, but oh, yeah. all my classes because <laughs> uh, I'm like the class dad. I'm like, you know, 23 years old. Right. Everyone else is like 18, 18 19 yeah. years old. They're like, hi, dad. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shut up. <laughs> so at 23, how about now? Yeah, now like, it's like, oh, man. Wow. Look at this guy. He's old. Yeah. So I, uh, I Sturdy. did like, I did like some substitute teaching at mm -hmm. some local schools. And mm -hmm. I just realized, you know, high school. It's just not not the right not the fit, not fit, the yeah. not the type of interactions that I want to have right. uh, with students. That's yeah. not where I fit. Like yeah. I fit with like the eighteen to early twenties. So you crowd. fit in the college. Yeah, exactly. So professor. So I graduated. I decided I'm not going to complete my. I'm not going to take the CASA exam. I'm not going to become a teacher. I'm not going to mm -hmm. do all that crap because yeah. I'm not going to stay there. And right. I, I learned from you know doing my research that I'm not going to make the kind of money that I'm going to need to make to sustain the lifestyle that I would like to have that, for my family. There you go. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get into post-secondary education. So okay. I landed a job at uh, um, 
Ivy Tech. Actually, Ivy Tech. Doing okay. It, yeah, doing college admissions. Yep. Uh, part time just to get started and get yep. my feet wet. And mm-hmm. like in two months, I I redid their entire. Um, kind of like their employee handbook. Mm-hmm. So I revamped all of that for them because yep. I, was, I was working at a campus that was just barely like still getting still off getting, the ground. Right Now it's phenomenal. It's it's doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. They just opened up uh, Ivy Tech's uh, nursing program gotcha. at the Hamilton County campus. So oh, cool. it's really cool. That's awesome. And um, so I did that for a while, but then they knew I wanted to be full-time at some point. So right. the Honors College at Ivy Tech got yeah. wind of that and they were like well we need we need uh we need somebody to help us with our admissions okay so they pulled me over i started full-time with them yep. and it was a, a third-party organization that was contracted to build the honors program at ivy tech so yeah so i, I made I, the jump. i jumped ship yeah. uh i worked for uh quad learning for a while okay uh, a few years there uh really learned the ins and outs of student recruitment and student mm-hmm. life built a national uh, student ambassador program at a, diff- a few different community colleges mm-hmm. around the United States. Mm-hmm. And then um, I left that to go work for another uh, university up in Northern Indiana. And I helped them with their admissions. I became a campus director down mm-hmm. here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started associating with chambers. Around gotcha. Indiana. So that's, that's when I first the... like learned about it. Okay. And uh, I got really engaged with the Noblesville chamber because it was, it was very, welcoming it was really easy mm-hmm. to just engage um bob dubois our current ceo he was CEO yeah. at that time yeah um he was just it was really easy to just find a place where i could connect with people yeah because what i was doing for the institution was their graduate and professional studies mm-hmm. program so mm-hmm. additional certifications graduate programs doctoral mm-hmm. programs and things like that mm-hmm. and marketing them here in central indiana yeah and it's really hard to make headway in doing that because yeah. you know in hamilton county but the percentage of you know college graduates is so it's high very very high i don't know what it is oh, but yeah. it's high and yeah it's an affluent county so most That's of the right. individuals there they've either already got their secondary uh, their post secondary degree mm-hmm. and another degree on top of that right or they're already working a really great job and they're not interested right they're not going to go back and yeah. get some sort of certification yeah yeah so I, I saw the writing on the yeah. wall that it wasn't really going anywhere yeah. and the administration at the main campus was more focused on undergraduate. Mm-hmm. So I tried to marry the two programs together to try to facilitate some type of undergraduate transition pathway from Ivy tech to this institution. Right. And then, and you then know, the post-secondary stuff and the uh, graduate degrees on top of that, complementing that because right. most of those students were out of state anyway. Right. Um, so I attempted great, that. Man. They didn't bite it. No, they were like, no, we're, we're not going to go that route. So I was like, all right, well, I can't do any more good at this institution. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking to Bob about, you know, what, well, what, what could this be right. if I were to, were to jump ship? And, you know, he, he was like, we can make it work. So, awesome. And we made it wow. work. And that was five years ago. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't looked yeah. back since. And you, uh, I mean, yeah. higher ed is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pursue a degree, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. Do your research though. Right. I mean, that's, that's one of the things. Yeah, yeah just, it is. There's so many programs out there, but you know, you got to look at the accreditation. You have to look at yes, transfer credits if you're going to be utilizing them. Absolutely. Going and then, from community college to a four year mm-hmm. institution. Oh, I, there's a I, lot of intricacies. That oh, you have to pay totally. To. Being somebody that went through two junior colleges, one in uh, San Mateo, California, oh, yeah. then Eastern Arizona. Yep. Um, and then having to go to a four year school and then multi state and crossing 
all, I mean, you talk about three, I went to three colleges basically in college and I was a baseball player. And there's a long story behind that, that I'll share maybe on your podcast when you launch it. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom's working on developing (laughs) something there. So it's, it's it's been developed. It's been developed. It's just a matter of when when am I going to get into the studio and and, and get this thing done? (laughs) Exactly. And nothing like accountability and people to press you into that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. So uh, Under the Sun podcast coming uh, soon to uh, a podcast platform that you enjoy. Yes. Under the Sun. S-O-N. S-O-N. Yes. So there's a play on words there because we're going to talk about everything under the sun in light of a Christian worldview. Amen. I love it. It's going to be a fascinating podcast and it's going to be really successful and I know it. Episode one is going to be. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. It, it's going to be in depth. Like we're going to deep, deep we're going to deep dive some yeah, things that charge. you're going to be like, holy crap, my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's where I am right now. Like yeah. just doing some research. I'm uh-huh. just like, oh man. Yeah. You know what though? You rip the bandaid off. I had a client oh, of mine yeah. tell me about just rip the bandaid off, just get going. And entrepreneurial spirits like myself and other people like us. And he's definitely one of them. He was like, you know, we do our research, yep. you know, we just, we get after it We we research something, we figure it out. And then it's like you, those of us sometimes will want to pause and wait or, or yep. think about when's yep. the perfect time to actually do you it. Start there getting is in your not, own head. Yeah, you yeah. do. And then it, the, the enemy gets in there and keeps you on the sideline. And there are times where you just need to just get out of the boat, take the leap of faith, step out, go do it. Yep. And, um, whether you fall flat on your face, you know, the good news is it won't kill you. You just get back up and keep going. Like that's what all our training teaches us, whether it's athletics or in the military or uh, life experience, the school. Are you still alive? You are. Then everything's okay. And then everything's okay. Get up and keep going. Exactly. You know, I just have more bags under my eyes. I have more loads of laundry on my chest, but Hey, you know, I just keep going, you know, (laughs) and that's what we're going to do tonight. Just keep swimming. (laughs) Exactly. You'll just, you'll eventually be halfway there. And, and then your choice is, do you turn back when you're halfway there? You just swim across the other side of the lake. Like, yeah, you just go you just across, keep just keep going. Don't look back. So the, you know, under the sun podcast, I'll definitely, uh, when it's linked or when it's launched or stuff, oh, yeah. I'll put oh, links yeah. out and I'll oh, tie so, that together and well, help you out with well, that. Thanks. Okay. I appreciate yeah, you bet. I appreciate Anytime. Let's get some West coasters up in here. Exactly. <laughs> I would love that. Love that. Some Coronado beach guys. That would be nice. I you know, mean, those yeah. dudes, Make it happen. Uh, yeah, we can, di- we can get that done. <laughs> hopefully. Um, so, uh, you've talked about your wife, your family, you could all the way, all, all the way to the Noblesville chamber. Yeah. So, and then we're there. So and the, the most rewarding thing yeah. that I found, cause like, I was a member of pretty much every chamber in central Indiana, but mm-hmm. like the community of Noblesville. And that's one of the reasons why we moved there. Cause we were like, you know, it's got a great downtown. Mm-hmm. It's historic. It is. It's got, it's the, really it's got like yeah. a facade that I love. It's, it's a like, Hamilton County seat too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, it, it's, uh, it's been around it's since center. 1823. So this is the bicentennial wow, this cool. year for Noblesville wow. and Hamilton County. In wow. General. That's awesome. Yeah. So I didn't know that. it's a big year. Okay. Big year. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot huh. of stuff going on and we're going to have a solar eclipse. Oh my goodness sakes. It's like a, a blessing. Even the planets are saying, I know they're like, Hey, yeah. heck yeah. Go Noblesville. <laughs> so, um, but it's like that the, the chamber was different in that, you know, I went to some chambers where it was like, if you're not wearing a three piece suit, mm-hmm. nobody's going to pay attention to you. Yeah. Or it's a crowd of like, you know, six to 800 people right. at a luncheon. And you're like, I go to these things and I'm trying to make connections with the right yeah. people, but I can't find them. Yeah. They're not coming to me. I'm getting, you know, I'm meeting people, which is great, but we can't do business together. Right. I see. So, yeah. but in Noblesville, it was just like, it didn't matter. 
if you showed up in cowboy boots and blue jeans, like you just came mm -hmm. off the farm mm -hmm. or you're a multi-million dollar business banker walking in from your like high rise office in downtown Indianapolis, doesn't matter. Mm. You're still treated the same. Mm -hmm. Everybody's happy. Everybody's mm -hmm. smiling for the most yeah. part. Um, depends on the election season. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> true. It you is know, true. Uh, it depends on how much they've been on like uh, the the Facebook chatters and things like that, and, and uh, how, much, how much they pay attention uh -huh, to that, or how yeah. or how old do they really know the real things that are going on. So if you're saying if you're finding yourself disgruntled and frustrated every single day because you watch the news, yeah, then you probably shouldn't yeah. watch the news. Yeah, just take a break. Probably take, take a, break. a break. Yeah, yeah. 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 Listen just, to a podcast. Just I mean, um, hopefully we'll be oh, more dude. encouraging than that. I mean, that's you know? like I like, took. I took all of last year. I've never listened to the news. Uh -huh. I didn't watch any news. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I, I'm just taking a break. You felt better, didn't you? Heck yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost immediate. It's like, like after the, the a week sky or two. stopped falling I and I was able to see the stars again. <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Podcast. So amazing. yeah. Just listen to a podcast on the drive or something. Yeah. Listen to this one. Yeah, Foster and friends. This one. And well, Foster and friends and under, under the, the sun. SON. You got it. Yeah. All right. See our plugs. You guys, yeah, you you know, guys you follow on that. Got to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah. So that's one of the things. And that's probably why I've stuck around the chamber and mm. Noblesville for so long. And that's why, you know, I went from uh, kind of doing mostly business development and, you know, just bringing, sharing the chamber message and its mm. benefits for business because mm. it's not just the luncheons and all of mm -hmm. the events that are done. Those things are great and they're good to make connections and the business networking is awesome, but there's a whole lot behind the scenes that we do that people don't really know about. It's right. Like the business advocacy side, yeah. working closely with the city of Noblesville and then working with our, you know, larger chamber partners like the Indiana chamber and mm -hmm. the Indy chamber to facilitate you know, things at the state house that are yeah. directly influencing our downtown uh, like entertainment district. Right. Like there's a bill in the house right now yeah. in the state that is all about uh, downtown entertainment districts. Yeah. So last year, uh, Bob DeBauer, CEO, he went down to the state house and mm -hmm. testified in support of it because mm -hmm. it would allow events and things and activities for like uh, to be an entertainment district. You allow open containers so you can walk mm -hmm. from store to store without being, you know, stopped. So you can have your beer gardens. You can right. know that because we do the street dance. Sure. Noblesville Main Street does a fantastic job and we partner really well with them and Nickel yeah. Plate Arts. Uh -huh. So we encompass all of these different areas and, and different places of service. And then mm -hmm. we connect businesses with all the resources that they need. Sweet. And that's that's really the nuts and bolts of what happens behind the scenes at the chamber. That's you know, awesome. we, we, we launch, uh, you know, diversity coalition. Mm -hmm. uh, we assist with, with running those things. We mm -hmm. do uh, training courses. I'm working now with a, uh, with a local uh, company uh, to try to get more leadership development coursework mm -hmm. offered mm -hmm. and things like that, to, mm -hmm. that we can then bring through the chamber. Yeah to the community that not only helps businesses grow, mm -hmm. but it helps the entire economic footprint of Noblesville continue to develop. Love it. So that, it's such a community mindedness and yeah, just, it's yeah. really, really cool yeah. how you're doing that. How and, you guys are doing and just that. that engagement and being yeah. involved. That's what kind of keeps me there. Cause it's absolutely, like, I, you know, this is yeah. just, it, it fills your heart because you're walking around the town that you call home. Right. You see the businesses that mm -hmm. are flourishing. You see the ones that you're helping flourish. Mm -hmm. And then you see the people and it's just, you know, it all comes together mm. and it makes this, it's, it's community. Yeah. And that's really what I found that was, that's missing in a whole lot of places. You know, we Absol get away from it so easily. Absolutely. And since COVID it's. Oh yeah. yeah and it's it, hard and it's, revamping it back up after yeah. it's Rebuilding been it, I mean, such a breath of like fresh, fresh air, air yeah. that, you know, 
it's it'll never go away again because no. we, we learned our lessons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't we all? A, a shutdown? Absolutely. No, no, <laughs> not we're not happen. doing that ever again over our dead bodies. So, um, <laughs> no, hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. But, but yeah, 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 that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love it. All right, so um, we're coming to the end here, oh and uh, we're gonna need to wrap up so that we stay on target here. But um, gosh, there's so much. Uh, there's so much that we could talk oh about. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to ask t- that you come back oh, at yeah. some point, I'm, I'm but let's, let's kind of wrap this up with one of the, uh, one of the things that I like to call favorites, Ooh. just so people get to know you a little yes. bit. Right. Oh, so, um, what is your favorite streaming show? book movie concert vacation wine bourbon candy food restaurant support oh. thing or whatever you want we'll spend a little bit of time talking about that then we'll wrap up um but uh you wrote down a couple of things here and uh i i am right there with you about the office dude the office show, is, dude. Uh, like i could, well, I could keep watching it and watching and watching it yeah all the reruns and i like it because it has that like same platform of seinfeld where there's no like overall narrative that you're following right it's the show about it's, nothing it's, yeah it's, exactly it is just <laughs> like everything at yeah the same time. <laughs> you, you get these episodes that are just classic totally and they're so like watching it like Thank God they were able to create it in that time in the world because today you couldn't make The Office. No, that that show just would not no. fly in popular culture today. No. Sadly, yeah, and you might have to make a show called COVID. I think they did. It's called yeah. uh, 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 Twenty Three Days Later or something oh, like that. Is it's it, a zombie it, flick. It, it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There you go. That's what they're going to do. That's right. But, but yeah, no, the jokes don't get old. So mm-hmm. that's that's our that's my wife and I's kind of like go to show. Yeah. Kids are in bed, you know. Right. God, Throw it on. Tired. Gotta, brainless activity. Don't watch the news. Let's, uh, yeah, heck no, no. Heck no. Watch. Let's watch The Office. Okay. Forget cable. We got Netflix. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and right now is uh, Netflix March, is not a sponsor of the show. It is not. No, Netflix is not. Not yet. But neither hey, is we're, Di- uh, neither is Disney. Actually, none of them are sponsors. And if they were, we would be in a different place probably. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the autonomy of that's true. being able to say whatever we want kind, yeah. of, kind of uh joe rogan style i kind of like that mm. yeah so um you got book on here the pilgrim's progress yes. what made you pick that one so of all books yeah i know of all books of all books Just and because, i know the bible is very important to yes, you and, the bible, and me too that's, that's like a, that's, that's like, like a, the, the that's the cheap de facto yeah, it, it, it it's that's just the thing that's the yeah, go-to right which if i had to pick the bible i'd say romans is probably my favorite book of the okay bible. yeah yeah the 60 there's 66 books romans is yeah. like my probably one of my top ones. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Pilgrim's progress is just like this allegorical tale of the Christian journey mm-hmm. through life and through. Mm-hmm. So you have like in the beginning, he's in this like the city of destruction uh-huh. and he, he's the only one that realizes that the city's going to be destroyed. He's yeah. the only one that realizes that he's carrying around this huge burden on his back. Yeah. And then he meets, uh, a fellow follower, you know, a witness. So he's, it starts out that he's like reading the Bible and he's starting to realize that mm-hmm. he's broken and lost and he's trying to find a way to not be. And so he meets all these people along the way and he starts on this really epic journey that is kind of a mix of um, Dante's Inferno uh-huh. mixed with of Narnia kind of. So he goes through all this and it's just a, it's beautifully toned and I like it in the original way that it was written. It's just like this, uh, cause it's a poem. It just keeps going. Like this is this really old school, um, ancient Grecian style of poetic authoring that just 
for some reason it resonates with me because I, I love history and, and then and this book just kind of fills that role. And then it also has some really good lessons in there that, you know, I've, mm -hmm. I've read the thing so many times. It's awesome. Never gets old to me. Right. No, I love it. Love it. Sorry. I was responding to our buddies. Oh yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, we're late. We're recording. And I just want to give a shout out to Josh and Dave. Yes. Thanks for being patient on that. We have uh, a guess, a, a, guess a, just, just have a round. It's fine. Yeah. Just have a round. We'll be there. Start soon. Without us. Yeah. Both dudes, law enforcement and oh god, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and they we're we're work. gonna watch basketball uh, second rounds today. So sweet, but uh, if we get there, we might just yeah, sit here and talk. You know, <laughs> yeah, and we could, we could, we, we yeah. absolutely could. So concert, the pipeline, two thousand nine, Hawaii yes. rise against. So we had just gotten back from Iraq. We'd been on the island for about three months at mm -hmm. that point, and then. I would never heard of Rise Against before. It's mm -hmm. like this uh, alternative rock band, and of course, you know, back then that was that was the cool thing. Yeah, alt rock man. Oh yeah, yeah, I That's loved awesome. it. Oh, ate it up. Ugh. Yeah, West Coast still guy. do, still yeah. do. Oh, still cranking. But uh, we went there, and it was our commander. It was basically all of our the key members of our squad that became really good friends. So we were mm -hmm. all there, just rocking out. It was a great time. Um, and I'll just never forget that concert. It's oh, just really totally. good. It's awesome. And so wine, obviously, like oh, we, dry wine, you know, cabs, Merlot, Shiraz, yep, dry, dry reds. Red, yeah, dry mm. reds. Love that. Bourbons, of course, Hotel Tango. We yeah, Hotel before. Tango. Yeah. Proud member of the Noble Chamber yeah. of Commerce. And also their barrel reserve is actually really, really good. Boom. I got to have that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they do like a limoncello too. Really? Oh, also really. really? Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Super good stuff. Well, in 10 weeks. And the veteran owned. Yeah, in, in 10 weeks. In 10 weeks. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. But we we got to go meet those guys right, now because we, we got to load up. Exactly. <laughs> we need to, yeah. we need to go. Um, candy, anything new age, Skittles and Starburst. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they chocolate keep is good too, yeah. but honestly, if I'm grabbing a handful of something, I want a handful of Skittles. Yeah. Uh, melts in your mouth, not in your hand. That's the chocolate M&Ms, right? Isn't that yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's M&Ms. <laughs> no, my favorite candy is Skittles. So yeah, there you go. Skittles yeah. Taste the uh, rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Yeah. The Restaurants in Noblesville, all of them. Oh yeah. Right. Like in yeah. Noblesville, there's, in Indianapolis is such like a foodie scene just as it, it is. is. But Noblesville's yeah. got some really it's, cool There's places. more and more I've noticed over yeah. the years. Yeah, because we've got. Uh, Especially prior to COVID, there was more and more I was noticing. And then, you know, there's a little lull there and now it's starting to come back. Yeah, I which like. I don't know when this is going to be released, but if there's actually, yeah. you should probably do this too. Well, I'll, re I'll release this as soon as I can. Okay. So in the next so, like week, May 10th, like next week, I'll, yeah. every so year, May 10th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Every year our, our chamber hosts the made the taste of business made in Noblesville. Okay. So that is essentially we bring in a ton of restaurants, right? Like 12 to 15 or so. And they all do like their chef's favorites, like samples. Mm -hmm. And so you get to walk around this business expo, tasting all of the cool mm -hmm. food in Noblesville, yeah. all the restaurants that you haven't tried yet. You can go yeah. sample them uh -huh. and, uh, and learn more about local manufacturers, what's being made, what's being built, connect a little bit, do some networking. So May 10th. Yeah. May 10th. Dude, the that's evening. awesome. Be at the embassy suites off embassy of exit 210 on uh, I-69. Yeah. 430. The doors open. And then it'll be over by, I believe, seven o'clock. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot happening over there too. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the that, developments that, over that there. That corridor, I mean, it's a path of progress up there, and it is insane what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, we've, yeah. we've got the design for you know Innovation Mile that's going to be coming uh -huh. up along I 69 that's going to expand Noblesville's footprint. Well, 
that is all Noblesville, uh, is but all, it's yeah. going to be not all farmland. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a huge developed. innovation and technology hub. And then there's there's so many different developments yeah. that are happening right now. I mean, Noblesville Economic Development has done a fantastic job. We had a billion dollars of private investment in Noblesville in the last uh, two years. And those are numbers that were taken maybe last fall. Wow. So That's it's, awesome. it's who knows yeah. how many, uh, at least a billion plus That's at this so point. Cool. Awesome. Fantastic. It is fantastic. I love it. Well, it'll be exciting to see how that develops. Favorite sport that you say is football. Yes. Uh, gotta, I got to agree. I, I love football, but I do love baseball more. I played it my, most of my oh, life. Yeah. So I'm a baseball guy, but I, I played sports when I was growing up, all yep. three. So football, basketball, baseball. And there's just elements of each sport that I just love more than any of the others. And yeah. football is yeah. one of the – one of the ones where I feel like you're going to battle, oh, you know, yeah. and it's more of like a physical, it's a, such a physical game yeah. and it, it's like, yeah, there's strategy, but there's also like hitting each other. Just, oh yeah. Basketball, it's an alpha you can't male, just do, oh, it. totally, just, totally. And good stuff. yeah, baseball is different. It's a, it's a head game yeah. a lot more, oh, yeah. you know, and it's so, probably why I like watching baseball. Right. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't follow the stats or anything. I'm just like, yeah, just, this is nice. Yeah. It's relaxing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's totally, it, there's a vibe that goes with each sport. Yeah. yeah. And this season is basketball. Definitely. So oh, heck yeah. we're going to definitely do that, uh, here in moments, actually, as we wrap up this, you love comedy, you love hunting, you love nature, you love oh, yeah. music that what's your favorite music type of music so, other than probably faith-based music. Yeah, other than like face bakes, like oh, I love old hymns. Yeah, like, that is like my go-to mm. when they come on. It mm -hmm. just hits you different. Oh, totally. I don't know what it is yeah, about it, but totally. old hymns. It's what I grew up on. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my 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 favorite kind of music would probably be alternative alt, rock. Yeah, alt, alt rock, rock yeah. a little bit of the heavier stuff too. I really yeah. like that, uh -huh. and I think that came from the military because it was uh -huh. all like heavy metal. Just like, yeah. How about classic rock? Some of the classic stuff. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you give me an Dude. '80s hair band, I will I will rock out with the best of them. I don't have the hair, yeah, but me I, neither. I will That's... still. Oh, yeah, I'd be glistening. If right Journey now. started playing right oh. now, we karaoke. Yeah, here we go. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and even yeah, what? some of the old like Metallica and all that, all that other Leonard Scanner. I mean, just all oh, this yeah. old Scott oh, stuff is just awesome too. I like all kinds of music. I'm with you. I like, well, even then, you like know, classical, like, well, like some of oh, Beethoven's, yeah. Beethoven, Beethoven's Bach, work, Chopin, Bach. Oh, yeah, Schreiber, uh, Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky's one of the best. How, how deep do we want to go? Uh, Luciano Pavarotti. How about that? Some yeah, opera, that guy. Dude. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, he's opera. Yeah, Ava yeah. Maria, man. Like, oh, yeah, that. Uh, don't I, get, even, I, get, I mean, this has been so enjoyable, the time that we've gotten to spend together. Dude, this has been it. awesome. It's, it's like sitting around, the, uh, sitting around the dinner table. Dinner table, campfire, and we're doing it in front of Mike's, and, yeah. and you're sharing your They're life with us. I just want to say thank you. No, thank you. And I, and, uh, I really appreciate it. I learned something new about you. I love just hearing your oh, story. Oh, man. And hopefully it inspires other people to think about things and, um, and just uh, to be encouraged about uh, life in general. And I'm just, uh, just blessed to have you here, man. So Me too, I'm man. excited about our future too, working together on some things, on some projects Heck yeah. and then raising our kids up. Yes. Which is a, the, probably the top priority that we have as men That's is raising one. our kids up and, and, uh, being great husbands to our wives and 
uh, laying down our lives for them and then also taking care of ourselves yeah. and then helping other men see uh, the way that, you know, maybe that they can go and then they refine us like iron sharpens iron yeah. oftentimes. So thank you for that's being a good brother. That's why I love our conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, check out our podcast. Um, mine's Foster and Friends and Tom's is going to be Under the under Sun, S-O-N. And uh, we're we're going to be sharing uh, a lot of other men's stories and and women's stories, uh, families, stuff like that. We're going to be you. interviewing a lot of people over the next, gosh, hopefully generations where podcasting and the platform of podcasting and internet blogging and YouTube and the age of technology will give uh, us common folk a voice. And maybe it'll encourage and inspire you to do something uh, and, and have also stand up and have a voice and speak your mind about what you believe and uh, yeah. share your life with others. Because after all, we need to create community and engagement and not just be isolated on little islands by ourselves in our little neighborhoods where we don't communicate. Yep. Uh, COVID really did that to a lot of people. And uh, we also don't always need to pay attention to all the what they call social media influencers. That's yeah. not the point of what we oh, are. We're, we're humbly coming forward and having dynamic intellectual conversations about uh, real life stuff and uh, trying to have a platform to do that. So that's what Foster and Friends is about. That's what Tom's podcast is going to be about. That's what Matt Zappazotti, another brother of mine, is going to be doing some stuff too. And okay. Bob Loy through Fight Club and other ways, other mediums. So that uh, we all can kind of unite around a nice community of, of people that are trying to go down the right path. Yep. So um, find a tribe, find a tribe and hopefully we can be your tribe. So subscribe, like, follow, encourage, support, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Give us some feedback on how we might be able to do this better. And we're working on some things to make that happen. But uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we love you guys. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thanks All for right. having me, man. Thank you. Appreciate You're welcome. It. All right. See ya. See ya.